Aaron O'Toole says he's not going anywhere. Check out this tweet that the leader of the Conservative Party put out. Quote, there are two roads open to the Conservative Party of Canada. One is the road of Randy Hillier and Derek Sloan. It is angry, negative, and extreme. It is a dead end, one that would see the Party of Confederation become the NDP of the right. Wow, there's a lot to unpack in that. The NDP of the right, says Aaron O'Toole, says that's what will happen to the party if he is indeed turf from the leadership position. Can he survive? And what is the future of the Conservative Party? Jamie Ellerton is a strategist with Canaptis Strategic Communications. Uh, welcome back to the program, Jamie. Let's just take us through the next couple of days for the Conservatives. How's it going to play out in terms of what happens at caucus? Yeah, thanks for having me. So the short of it is the, those who have signed this letter will need to present it to the caucus chair. The caucus chair will then set a meeting, uh, whether it's going to be this Wednesday's uh, regularly scheduled caucus meeting uh, or one shortly thereafter, where the caucus will debate the future of Aaron O'Toole's leadership uh, and what that means, and then hold a secret ballot. Uh, if he wins that secret ballot with a majority, uh, then he will still technically uh, be the leader, uh, and we'll see what the repercussions are from that. Uh, if he loses that vote, uh, then at that point, Paucus will choose an interim leader and uh, the Conservative Party of Canada will have to then uh, set up a leadership race to choose a new permanent leader <clears throat> via its uh, existing rules of the Constitution and those set by what will be called the Leadership uh, Organizing Committee or LEOC as you'll see it reported. So 50% plus one keeps uh, Aaron O'Toole with his job, but we know when it comes to leaders that it doesn't quite work that way. Uh, you, you need a little bit more support. So even if we don't get the technical numbers, if if a substantial amount of his caucus votes against him, can he actually hold on? I think that's very much uh, up for debate. Uh, you, I would be in the skeptical camp that he could. I think uh, Aaron O'Toole's leadership since the October, sorry, September 2021 election has been increasingly tenuous. And I think one of the things that stands out for me, Alan, is like you don't really see Aaron O'Toole boosters out there making the case for him, as you would expect if someone actually had a strong base of support. It seems caucus is increasingly hedging their bets as to what this all means going forward. And Aaron O'Toole kind of continues to kind of annoy people on both sides in any debate when he does take a stance, rather than kind of owning any kind of large plurality uh, within the party as to what this means going forward. So I think if you see a close vote, I think it becomes uh, even more untenable for Aaron to stay on. Uh, however, if there is a leadership race, there is nothing that would stop Aaron uh, from taking this back to the membership directly, running again in a leadership race to make the case for the continuation of his leadership and ultimately uh, reconcile uh, the vote within the party at large rather than just the caucus. Yeah, I'd be amused if he ran again and tried to present himself as the true blue candidate again after what happened last time, after he said that was what he was and then sort of left uh, that element of the party at the altar and, and switched up. I, can you just comment on NDP of the right? Yeah, absolutely. So the Conservative Party views itself uh, as Canada's founding party, of course, the, the party of, of Sir John A. Macdonald, uh, and a party that is always vying for government. Uh, that means it's a government uh, party that's waiting to govern uh, and willing to govern and capable of governing with the confidence of Canadians when asked to do so. Whereas the NDP tends to be more of an ideological party. It's uh, never held office in terms of holding government uh, federally in Canada, and often you have people who are more concerned with, say, ideological purity uh, on any given issue 
rather than trying to build a consensus that grows the party into being a governing force. Uh, if you look at what the federal NDP has been, uh, they like to call themselves the conscious of parliament, very much coming from a center-left or left-wing perspective. Uh, and I think what Aaron O'Toole is trying to say there, and this is a debate that's raged uh, amongst conservative circles for quite some time, is if the party wants to just be an ideological purity test to talk about conservative issues but never have their hands anywhere near power, uh, then they can be the NDP of the right. If the government, if the conservative party wants to have a broad-based appeal and appeal to the majority of Canadians to actually be able to govern, uh, then it needs to figure out what a strategy is that grows the conservative pie as opposed to just having conservatives fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, th this is the whole, you know, the red Tory centrist uh, approach where it says, you know, the the mushy middle, the ridings in and around Toronto and the uh, suburban ridings in, in around British Columbia and Quebec, that th those are that's the vote rich area. And you got to win that to be able to win power. And you have to do that from a relatively centrist position. Does that hold true, do you think? So I think actually one of the issues we see here, and I was talking with a friend last night who had a really good example, is a, a leader actually needs to redefine debate, redefine the debate. So let's take the issue of carbon taxes. Uh, the Conservative Party quite uh, prominently has opposed carbon taxes every step of the way. Aaron O'Toole had his like aero plan for carbon credits plan, which was effectively a carbon tax in the last election. And so instead of trying to pick a side on either of those debates, which is frankly irreconcilable in terms of how those camps are, Leadership would be coming up with a way that actually allows you to move forward uh, that brings both people along with you. And the example they cited was let's have a very pro-nuclear agenda that would have electrification across the country be provided by nuclear power. That would be low emissions. It'd be lower cost in terms of what we see from other uh, lower emissions energy sources. And then the process would also allow us to kind of run our economy. And so it's not an either or proposition, that kind of leadership would change the way. And that's just obviously one example on, on one debate. And I think that's actually one of the problems we see in our politics, and I don't think this is unique to the Conservative Party, is everyone is so focused on politics as usual, yet we are living in extraordinary times and no one actually seems to be feeling that leadership vacuum uh, to actually lead a new consensus going forward. Even the governing liberals, like Justin Trudeau now has lost more votes than in two consecutive elections and requires a support of other parties to get his parliamentary majority to get stuff done. But there's no course correction from the Liberals. If you even look at the trucker convoy, uh, rather than trying to uh, be more reasonable in his rhetoric and try and de-escalate and uh, tone down the rhetoric, uh, you saw the Prime Minister come out yesterday rather emphatically uh, pouring gasoline on the fire to stoke more of the debate because that's what he views as within his political advantage in the day rather than the country's longer term interest in terms of getting Canadians united behind a position. So I think the absence and, and the vacuum of leadership that exists uh, amongst federal politics at large right now is a large reason as to why we're in this mess, Alan. Yeah, pox on all their houses, Jamie. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Be well. Thank you. Take care. That's Jamie Ellerton, who's a principal at Canaptus Strategic Communications.